Let me ask you a question. What do you believe our government is good for? I can almost hear the chortling, the nearly irresistible urge to answer my question with a hearty nothing, and then to turn back to one's private pursuits. But I ask that you consider for a moment the possibility that the answer is not quite this obvious, and that in fact government, which is to say all of us acting collectively, can make our country healthier, wealthier, and happier if we put government to useful work in those areas where it most productively complements our private markets. That is what this book sets out to demonstrate. Its purpose is to encourage readers to resist the gravitational pull that naturally tugs us in the direction of becoming what one recent opinion piece termed a nation of jerks. That short article summarized research suggesting that the fraction of Americans who believed that government should guarantee each person enough to eat and a roof over her head fell by 10 percentage points over the five-year period since the onset of the Great Recession, declining to fewer than three out of five Americans in 2012. It would be nice if this disenchantment with government were a consequence of government's displacement by nationwide movements that actually funded and operated community-organized food banks and shelters sufficient to the national task. But the data contradict this convenient claim. Millions of American citizens are hungrier today than they were in 2007, and the reason is simply that those of us who are not acutely hungry are more anxious about ourselves and our own economic security. As I write this in late 2013, our economy still underperforms for most Americans. As a result, this personal economic anxiety is understandable. But we are better than this shows that the path forward to a better economic environment for all of us lies through more government involvement, not less. When we starve government of resources, it turns out that we largely are starving our own long-term prosperity. We are inundated today by economic noise and fog designed to generate superficially plausible rationales for what at bottom are simply jerk-like instincts. You see this machinery at work, for example, when you read editorials making the leveling down argument. You cannot make the poor rich, the writer sadly notes, by making the rich poorer. There's just not enough money to go around to do that. In your naive ambition to level up the poor, you will only succeed in leveling down the rich. The regrettable slaughter of the goose that laid the golden eggs is sometimes invoked. The writer then typically draws from this purported iron law of economics the conclusion that, since the rich cannot shoulder the whole burden, why ask them to do anything at all? We are better than this refutes these and similar exercises in false economic syllogisms. The book demonstrates that we effectively leave long-term prosperity and happiness off the table through our current penchant for minimalist government, and it makes the economic case for a more muscular federal government that complements the private sector through sensible investment and insurance programs.